I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more from BetQL. Welcome into You Better You Bet Holiday Week Edition. Fourth of July is tomorrow. So you have myself, Kate Constable, and Mark Drumheller here with you for the next couple of days. Mark and I are going to be on, obviously, today. And again, on Wednesday, I will be back with Jake Hassan tomorrow. And Mark's going to move over to BetQL Daily tomorrow. So you can catch us at all different places. Mark, good to be here with you. You have any uh, Fourth of July plans coming your way tomorrow? Anything exciting on the docket? Not too much. Just got off of a big vacation. Um, you know, we were over in London and Paris uh, for about a week. So just trying to catch up, really, like get back into the swing of things from, you know, a sleep perspective, a life perspective. And of course, <laughs> a sports betting perspective. You can't punch in your bets on the BetMGM app when you're overseas. So uh, had to take a week off, disconnect a little bit, but it was nice. Yeah, maybe that's something we can talk to the old uh, BetMGM people about is getting it uh, <laughs> global. So when you do travel... You're able to keep those bets up. I haven't been betting a whole lot the last couple of days. I don't know if you can tell by my voice. A little bit under the weather. So I've spent the weekend in bed, not moving, just kind of going from the couch back to bed, couch to bed. Uh, so I don't have anything a whole, very exciting that I've bet on this weekend or I'm sweating out this morning. But that's what we're going to do on the show today. Figure out some uh, good bets to make for our power hour in our fourth and final hour later this evening. We're here with you from now until uh, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern, rather, 6 p.m. Central. Um, so, Mark, I mean, I just said I, I don't have any bets going on right now. Do you have any bets that you put in today? Now that you are back in America and can bet, is there anything that you are sweating or that we should keep our eye on throughout the show? Um, not right now. Nothing that's actually going on now. Um, did punch in some baseball bets for tonight. So now that we're, you know, we're into the dog days of summer, you know, we're, we're kind of getting our feet wet with our research with, you know, football going to be here right around the corner, but you know, we gotta, we gotta get through it. Right. So, you know, I got, I got some bets lined up for baseball tonight, no WNBA action uh, tonight. So um, it's kind of slim pickings, but you know, we're going to, we're going to still find some winners for the people. Yeah, it really is slim pickings. You and I are both WNBA people. We've been betting on that quite a bit. Wimbledon is going on right now. I've got it on my TV right in front of me. In the corner here, I am not really caught up in what all is going on in Wimbledon, but we'll talk a little bit about that maybe throughout the uh, show. We're going to touch on a ton of NBA free agency stuff. Still lots of moves going on there. We'll get into some NFL 
Uh, and then also Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest tomorrow. That's going to be exciting. We will hit on that towards the end of the show and as we get into our power hour. So, Mark, starting things off with NBA free agency, what, if anything, has surprised you the most so far with moves that have been made around the NBA? Uh, I think the biggest surprise so far, everyone is kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with Damian Lillard, and people are still on Lillard watch. You know, as they're saying in Miami, they, you know, they can't wait. Um, to see if they can kind of bring him in, you know, after going to the finals um, and coming up short. They do need another piece. And I, I just – I was really surprised after so many years of saying, hey, I'm committed to Portland. I'm committed to Portland. I want to win a championship here. I want to build. I want to build. And then all of a sudden, you know, Nelly's like, I'm out. So, uh, you know, I was really shocked. I thought he was going to end up, you know, staying there and they were going to try and bring some pieces in there. And I think it's an interesting conversation, Kate, because, you know – even Damian Lillard himself, very critical of some of the stars around the NBA who have gone to successful franchises to try and win a ring. Um, and now he finds himself in the same spot. And, and me personally, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I've always, I haven't had a problem with super teams. Like I, I always like watching great players play together. Um, you know, we don't really get to see it in the all-star games, right? Because that's kind of like a circus. Um, so I, I like these teams, you know, joining together and building great teams and and seeing that kind of stuff so i was never kind of one to detract from uh you know players going to play with other great players to try and win a ring but it, it seems like you know the public's a little split on that yeah i'm gonna go the other way with you i don't love these super teams i i totally agree like it's awesome to watch them play together and when they're playing so well and doing all these things on on the floor that you just don't get to see all that often but I love the fact that the Denver Nuggets won the title this year because they are not your quote-unquote super team with the pieces that they have. They've done a lot of that through the draft, uh, through free agency, who they've brought in, and they've pieced, pieced together a really good all-around squad where I've loved watching, you know, the Brooklyn Nets kind of implode over the years. And the Sixers, sorry, Mark, I know you're a big Sixers guy being out in Philly. That not working out with Joel Embiid and James Harden this past year. And I'm interested to see what's going to happen in Phoenix this upcoming season. I just think that having a couple top-heavy teams within the league isn't great for the league as a whole. And more and more teams are starting to do this super team thing that it almost feels like it is being spread out a little bit more where you're not just having, you know, the Brooklyn Nets of a couple years ago um as as the one super team so that might make it a little bit better that you know if dame goes to miami there you go there's there's a a super team there you've got one out in uh phoenix golden state i would argue that they're still a super team i know they're not exactly assembled the same way that some of these other super teams are but so things are getting spread out a little bit damian lord asking out i was also surprised by that just because of the loyalty that i've heard that he has to and he's shown really to the Blazers organization, but at some point, guy wants to win. What are, what are the Blazers going to be able to bring in in free agency that he that's going to pair next to him where he can win now? Even if they were to bring someone in, um, you know, another big time name, I still think it would take another year or two to kind of gel, get together, uh, figure out, you know, style of play, all that. Where it's not going to happen in year one, and then Dame's a year older, and we're getting into the mid mid thirties here. So I don't necessarily blame him for wanting out. It will be interesting to see where he goes and if the Blazers accommodate him, like that's something that I'm 
interested in seeing how this plays out is do they send him to Miami? Because that's where he wants to go. And he's been a great cornerstone piece to the, their franchise, uh, the Portland franchise, that is, and what he's done for that community. Or do they do what's best for the franchise and maybe send him somewhere where they're going to get more assets back? Um, so those are two things that are kind of being weighed right now in the market. And I'm not sure which one will happen. Uh, do you have any take on that, Mark, on what they should do, which it's best for their franchise going forward and not necessarily for Damian Lillard? Yeah, I always think that they, they need to do what's best for the franchise. But I think we've seen in the NBA that you can do that while still accommodating the player, right? And even here, you know, I'm local from Philadelphia and James Harden wants out and we're going to try and move him. But, you know, Daryl Morey is a guy who, you know, he he's going to tell him, listen, I'll get you to where you want to go, but you're going to have to buckle up. I'm going to have to play, you know, hardball here to get what I want. You know, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's what you might see. You might see a similar dynamic, um, you know, with Portland and Damian Lillard, where this deal might not transpire right away. It might take Portland some time. They might have to involve three, four, or five teams or whatever to make this some kind of huge, you know, mega deal to make sure that they get back what helps them the most because Miami doesn't have that, right? I think when we look at the deal, Miami, a bunch of, you know, role players, a bunch of pieces that they can kind of send over there, but they want to keep Bam. They want to keep Jimmy Butler to build that big three. So um, they're going to have to find a way to involve a third or a fourth team to where a package can be put together for Portland to where it makes sense for them to move Damian Lillard to Miami. Does it make any sense for him to somehow end up in Philadelphia? Because I put a tiny, tiny uh, future on him in Philly at, uh, I think I got it about 18 to 1. I don't think that's going to happen, but in the off chance, just with all the James Harden stuff going on and those being two organizations that have a lot of moving pieces, one, would you want Damon Philly? I think we all know the answer to that. But two, is there any way that that happens? Yeah, I'll go pick him up now from Portland. Like, I'll drive all the way across the country if they're coming back from a week in Europe to pick up Damian Lillard to get him in Philadelphia. Um, I would love to see it, and I do think it's possible. Like, the one thing about Daryl Morey is he's very good at getting value back in these trades. You know, everyone said he couldn't get anything for Ben Simmons. You know, he went out and got James Harden. You know, as bleak as it looks, he always seems to kind of – you know, make a deal that's beneficial, you know, for the team. And I think he'll do that here. Again, I think this Lillard deal is going to have a ton of components. I think a lot of teams are going to be involved. Um, and I, I think it is possible that, you know, they could kind of sell him on going to Philadelphia because, you know, what we heard recently is Philadelphia not interested in re-signing Tyrese Maxey. They could include him in a deal. So now you have players that they can really move to where instead of building a big three, Maybe it's a big two with Embiid and Dame and a bunch of other complementary pieces. You know, maybe they move Tobias Harris, Maxi, Harden, you know, whatnot, move a couple players to bring a guy like Lillard in, and then they can try and, you know, fill in the pieces, you know, with other players. But I think if you have that two-man game with Lillard and Embiid, they're going to be pretty tough to stop. When Harden and Embiid had the two-man game going at times this season, it looked really good. So you get someone in there like Damian Lillard, who's actually going to perform in the postseason and, and not slow down, so to speak. I think that would be a whole lot better. Mark, explain to me why the Sixers are not going to re-sign Tyrese Maxey. Because arguably he had a better postseason than James Harden last year. He's a young player. He's played really well for them over the last couple seasons. What's, what's with this of them not wanting to re-sign him? 
Yeah, I was shocked. So, uh, you know, I, I probably should have led with that when you asked me what surprised me the most instead <laughs> yeah, of Damian right? Lillard deciding he wants to be on this super team. But, uh, yeah, I was shocked. I don't know what he's thinking, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I love Maxi. I think he's a great player. He's loved in the locker room. He's loved around the league. Um, so, But I think that this is Daryl Morey saying, hey, I know that I'm not just going to be able to trade James Harden and, and win a championship here. Like the Sixers need multiple pieces. It's a, it's a toxic culture. The players there do not show up in big games. You know, we've seen it over and over each year. And I think we've seen that with some teams around the league where it's, it's a pattern, you know, and you really have to break up the team chemistry. They brought in Nick Nurse, which I think is going to do wonders for that, but they need the players. They need to give him the tools. And I think it's just Maury's foresight of being like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, lessen the blow right now because I'm going to try and involve Maxi in some of these deals to really get, you know, a player that can push us towards a championship. And that's how he kind of massages the fan base by saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't have Tyrese Maxi long term. Maybe I package him up with James Harden to get what I want. Interesting. I mean, we did see that with Phoenix this year of them making the change and moving Monty Williams, arguably one of the better coaches in the NBA. But look how they exited the playoffs the last two seasons, getting blown out on their home floor. Like, you know, something kind of had to change there. Um, other free agency stuff. We're going to dive into, you know, a lot of these other teams. Kyrie going to Dallas, uh, what the Lakers have done, Dylan Brooks and Van Fleet over to um, the Houston Rockets. Houston. Mark. Quickly, any losers of free agency so far? Any teams that you think maybe have not um, performed very well or made the right moves? Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say not perform very well, but I think Denver, you know, took a shot losing Bruce Brown and, you know, and Green. You know, they lost some guys, some key components to that team. And I love the fact that Denver won. You were speaking about it earlier. What I thought was great about this NBA season is, Going into the postseason, we talked about all the stars and the star players. And and part of the, you know, downside of that is, is, you know, we don't get to build new stars because they're always winning and building their legacy, right? And now we got, you know, Denver with a fresh face in there. And, you know, we got Jokic, and he kind of expanded on his brand, so to speak, and his legacy by winning that championship when they were finally healthy. But I do think the loss, the losses that they incurred, uh, you know, Bruce Brown especially – is going to be tough to replace. Not to say that they're not a contender, but, um, you know, they're the shortest team on the odds board, you know, and I don't know if that's really warranted when you've seen some of the teams in the West and what they've been doing. Yeah, to lose both um, Bruce Brown and uh, Jeff Green, he went somewhere else. I can't remember off the top of my head where he went, but that, that's essentially uh, putting a lot of um, faith and stock in Christian Brown to make another step this season. He had a great postseason, had a couple really big games for them. But, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, those moves, I would agree with you that uh, he, the, the the Nuggets, that is, were kind of losers in this. And Tyler just put in our chat, Rockets, uh, Jeff Green went over to Houston. So Houston's slowly stacking Everyone's things up. Everyone's going to Houston. On their, I know, <laughs> who knew Houston would be such a destination? <laughs> You took the words right out of my mouth, but you know, they're, they're trying to build something and I like what they're doing. You know, you look at Van Fleet, you look at Jalen Green, you know, down low, you have Jabari Smith, they drafted Thompson. Like, I think that's mm -hmm. really a team to keep, keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I think they have a lot of good young players and you can kind of see them starting to build, obviously a long way, right? You know, a long way to go, <laughs> but you're seeing them at least build the foundation to where, you know, they have some good, they have a good young core and that, that's really where it all starts. So, 
Um, but, yeah, I, I do think it was some tough losses for Denver. Not that they can't bounce back, but what we loved about Denver was that that – you know what I mean? So when you win a championship, yeah. you know, the Vultures come in and they start to pick away at your depth. So it's going to be up to them to coach them up and replace them. And uh, Michael Malone at the post-game, post-game, uh, the, the parade saying that Bruce, Brucey B was coming back. Ooh, that's uh, maybe <laughs> not the best look for him now. I would have maybe, well, he was fairly inebriated, so I, I can't say I would have held my tongue on that one. I probably would have done the exact same thing if I were him, but yeah, Bruce Brown definitely right, not a little additional effect. pressure, you know, but listen, money right? talks, man. If you're Bruce Brown, you got to do what's right for your family. And that, that's a big bag he got. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's crazy how one strong post, and, I, and Bruce Brown's a great player. It, not necessarily just one strong postseason, but one strong postseason can get you some money. And that's exactly what Bruce Brown did. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on You Better You Bet. More NBA free agency talk on the other side. Mark Drummell or Kate Constable here with you on the BetQL Network. Uh, come on back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 